Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 27th. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So House Republicans planning to plow ahead with their impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, even in the event of a government shutdown. The House Oversight Chairman, James Comer, said that uh, in case of that potential shutdown, which just is now potentially days away, he said it will have no impact on his staff or their plans to keep issuing subpoenas. They're just going to keep on going. The people in his department fall under the umbrella of essential Employees. Oh, yes. That's very good to hear. And it's amazing how the politicians and their people are always taken care of. Isn't it, Casey? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's wonderful. No surprise to anybody. And now news has come out that Hunter Biden received money, wires originating from Beijing for more than $250,000 from Chinese business partners. And this was during the summer of 2019. And the wires listed... Joe Biden's home in Delaware as the address for the funds. This is, I mean, just what a smoking gun. And so this guy, Jason Howerton on Twitter, put this out. I'm going to read this because it is the best 30-second breakdown of what's been going on, okay? Yeah. All right, so he put, evolution of a narrative. This is on Twitter, evolution of a narrative. Quote, and this has an X, X next to these first three things, so it's like, hey, this is no longer valid, right? Biden never discussed business with his son, X. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then the narrative became Biden wasn't involved in business deals with his son, X. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence Biden profited from business with his son, X. Then in all caps, it says, you are here with an arrow pointing down. There's no evidence money sent to Joe Biden's house went to Biden. That is literally how we have gone Mm -hmm. and how the story has changed from Biden, from the Democrats, from the media. I mean, and it doesn't matter. They could have a photo of Biden stuffing dollar bills from the Chinese embassy into his pocket, and there'd be some excuse for it. He's caught as red-handed as you could possibly be caught, and yet the narrative just keeps changing. And wasn't Hunter Biden actually on Air Force Two? Of with, course. With his yes. daddy flying over there? I mean, he, the whole thing, I mean, the the to me, the, the biggest, the most damning testimony, I mean, there's been many, but is the business partner mm-hmm. who said- are, are you talking about Devin Archer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who said, I'm sitting right next to, yeah, I guess you can point that out. He's had so many business partners. I'm sitting right next to dad right now, and here he is on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, Joe Biden knows what he's doing. It's They act like Joe Biden is some, like- gullible old man he was the vice president Mm -hmm. the vice president of the united states joe biden knew exactly what he was doing he's not some i mean he is an imbecile but he's not when it comes to making money Mm -hmm. joe biden knows how his pockets were getting aligned well sure and we all know 10 percent to the big guy uh kevin mccarthy providing an update on the impeachment inquiry into joe biden and uh here he is reacting to the news that hunter received two hundred and fifty thousand dollars wired to him from beijing going to joe biden's home address 
Another thing with Republicans taking the majority of something we just learned today that we would not know. President Biden had lied to Americans again. What we have just found on a trip in 2013 while he was vice president, taking the vice president plane to China, his son Hunter Biden went with him. His son made sure he set up to be able to shake hands quickly with Jonathan Lee, a Chinese individual. We now have found today that when President Biden was running for the presidency, when he told the American people that my family has never received money from China, is wrong. We now found today that there were two checks wired from Beijing, from Jonathan Lee, $250,000, to Hunter Biden, and you know the address, was Joe Biden's home. Nothing's going to happen, though. They're all friends behind closed doors. We need, we need, need an inquiry, Casey. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no definitive proof yet. We need this inquiry to get to the bottom of what actually happened. Uh, just for fun, let's uh, do a couple reminders. Here's Joe Biden insisting that Hunter hadn't made any money from China. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. Well, that seems to be a lie. Okay. Now, here's the next one. Here's Joe Biden saying that he's never spoken to his son about his business dealings. I've never spoken to my son about his business dealings. And so how do you know? Let's talk about, here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened, that appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. Mm -hmm. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the the, uh, presidency to try to do something to smear me. Mm -hmm. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Except now apparently there does seem to be something there. Like, but... Check. Of course there's something. Coming to your house this in is, Delaware? This is the point, Casey. The statement itself was so ludicrous that you are a father who is involved in your son's life and you never talk to him about business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you were in something corrupt like Hunter Biden or you're in something like, you know, totally above board, like Kevin being a radio producer. If your parent is involved in your life, they're going to ask you about your job because that's normal but the the, i think the thing people need to remember is they have lied so many times and the media has covered for them so many times and in the case of joe biden he's been lying for 50 years why wouldn't he think he'd get away with this one too yeah he can tell he believes in his mind i can tell these brazen lies because i've been telling them for years and years and years and getting away with them it's ludicrous to think that if you have any sort of a relationship with your child you're not going to ask them about their job. If you're Peter Ducey, wouldn't you love just to go back and say, hey, do you remember this? Yeah. Remember we talked about this and here's what you said. And then Joe Biden says, and I'm going to beat him like a drum. And then just hold up the latest Washington Post polling that says, really? He's beating you by 10 points. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. We can beat up on Biden all we want and we should. But the government has been for sale for a very, very long time. Joe Biden financially benefited from access to his office. There's just just an overwhelming amount of evidence showing the American people this. But is it really that much different 
than how the senators and congressmen take these huge donations from people and then all of a sudden craft public policy mm. to benefit those people. Are they financially benefiting directly? No, but because they're in that office, then they write laws on insider trading, et cetera, where they exempt themselves Protect and they make themselves. the money that way. So yeah. I'm like, what? I mean, we can stand in judgment of Joe Biden and we absolutely should. But these congressmen and senators on both sides of the aisle do essentially the same stuff and they waltz around and nobody says a word about it's it. It's just a different wrapping paper. Yeah. I mean, like these people, so many of them are corrupt and they're just figuring out ways to manipulate the system. And Biden just thought he was going to get away with it forever. And it turns out he's no longer useful to the left. So they're about prepared to throw him under the bus. Yeah, going to jettison him. It's 13 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Did you hear how Elon Musk said that he's going to visit the southern border in Eagle Pass, Texas? (laughs) So Elon Musk, who... Uh, is not an elected official. Nope. Is a private businessman. Mm-hmm. Will now have visited the border as many times as Joe Biden has in his entire life. Um, he said that they're being overwhelmed by the numbers, unprecedented numbers. It's hit an all-time high, and he wants to go and see for himself. What? What is the point of that? What well, is What is Elon going to get out of this? Well, I think the point is, what are we doing right now, Casey? Talk. Earned media. There it is. We're talking about it. Yeah, th- that's always the point with this stuff, right? I mean, we're talking about it. We're saying the name Elon Musk. We're telling you, hey, this is the guy who owns and runs Twitter. He's going to the border. People are going to be interested about that because he's a super prominent person with a lot of influence in society. And again, think about how many talk radio stations, etc. When he goes, you know, there'll mm-hmm. be a, a gaggle of cameras there and he'll get all we'll do a segment on it. And so that's for these people what it's actually all about. I think Elon Musk. Uh, I think Elon Musk actually cares about the country, not because he cares about you. I'm not under the delusion of going, oh, my gosh, Elon Musk will probably next be donating to Little Sisters of the Poor and be helping us with the Salvation Army telethon in December. I think Elon Musk is a person who's a businessman and he recognizes that he will get a lot of benefit out of the publicity he'll get from going and and he has a financial interest in the betterment of the country and he has a financial interest in millions of illegal immigrants not pouring across the border. So there's a variety of reasons, but let's face it, the end result will be a lot of free media for Mm -hmm. Elon Musk. He's been very critical about the Biden administration rolling back the Trump era policies. And I'm sure you saw the flag, the Venezuelan flag that was planted in that little island in uh, the river. And my question is, if you're fleeing from a country because it's so oppressive or it's so bad and you're coming to this country and you're risking it all and you're doing it illegally, why would you plant your old country's flag? Great question, Casey. That you're leaving. Great question. Our immigration policy, like so many other things in government, should be very simple. It should be a very big wall with a very wide gate where we have a vested interest in keeping people out of this country until they can prove why they want to be here and what they want to do. And once they do that, and as long as it aligns with American values and customs and traditions, then come on in. We welcome you. Mm -hmm. But we don't do any of that. There's not even a gate. It's not even a gate, much less a wall. Mm -hmm. It's do drop in, stay as long as you want, and you bring from whatever where you came from to us and we'll cater to you. Yeah, and one of the things that they're going to bring with them is a flag. They, they. I mean, I... 
I'm, I'm seriously thinking like you're you're fleeing. Yes. You're leaving, and you really want to only pack essential items with you. But we've got room for this. But is it really any different, Casey? We have seen the bluing of Indiana, especially in the suburbs, and a lot of that is because of the obsession and fetish with our governor and the Indiana Republican Party of bringing all of these outside companies to the state of Indiana, which has brought all these outside workers. And you have these people who have fled places like California or Illinois, and they come here, and what do they do? They bring their politics with them. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. want to get away from the thing, but you want us to be like you. And they usually win. Yeah. 17 after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. AI girlfriends are ruining an entire generation of men. Okay, that's what the article says. The rise of artificial intelligence girlfriends enabling uh, loneliness in young men. I, I would think, yeah, no kidding, right? It's not a real person. And this stems from that uh, influencer Karen, Corinne, she gained over a thousand users who are real people, but she's fake. And it's, but it's based on a real person, which (laughs) is, I get how stupid this all is. So this AI, it's like an AI version of this social media influencer. The Hill has this article Mm -hmm. and essentially the AI version of her is apparently better than the real version. I I mean, it's like in some sort of fake, obviously relationship with thousands of men you pay a fee and this ai version of her mm-hmm. i don't know i guess she listens to your stories or makes your wildest dreams come true or i i don't i don't exactly understand how that works but uh look the the internet is a dangerous place casey and we say this for kids all the time but it's also for adults because it's super easy to get sucked down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of irrational expectation of what human interaction is and should be. Well, and that's what they're saying, that these young men are lonely and this AI stuff is having real consequences because they can feel like they're having a relationship. They can communicate, although it's clearly not a physical relationship, they can communicate with this AI woman, but they also don't have to marry them. They don't have to have a family with them. They don't have to have all of the relationship hard knocks that come with a real person right. sometimes. I mean, we were talking with Jonathan, who's Tony Katz's producer. Yes. Recent newlywed. And he was talking about him and his wife now talking about how they're going to clean the house. Right. And he's it's something new to him because she wants to continue to keep it clean on a daily basis. Where right. He said he would just do a deep clean once a month. Yeah, we told him to run. He said, no, I'm going to stay. Uh, I told him it was great that they're having that they're having that communication now before it becomes an issue between them. Yeah. But it's something he's never had to deal with. And if you have like this AI person, you don't have to deal with that either. You don't have to. How are we going to compromise in this situation? Because the AI girls 
just going to agree with you on everything. You know, Kev and I in the pre-baby days used to have our little uh, weekly chit chats and Mm -hmm. we'd go to a various watering hole and we'd sit and talk about the issues of the day. And I told Kev, you know, Kev has entered that age where it's like you don't have to rush out and find yourself a life partner, but you're getting to that age where you should probably start looking for things in people if you decide to engage in social interaction with them that produces or the uh, people that produce qualities you would find beneficial, whatever those may be in a life partner. And one of the great, one of the great benefits of dating, (laughs) and you don't realize this until you're beyond, you've moved past that phase and you realize the impact it has on you is the adventure of meeting someone new and the effort that goes into learning about that person. And you don't even you're not even cognizant that you're doing it in real time, or at least I wasn't, but it's the thrill of learning about that person and learning, is this a person that I might find as a viable, sustainable mm-hmm. person that I will enjoy spending time with? Like, Sure. Do you want to continue on? Right. And that is totally void yeah, with this these, AI. these artificial relationships. Right. Well, there's no 90, 120 day, what are we conversation? Right. You know, um, but this article saying that more than 60% of young men who are aged 18 to 30 are single and they're filling this void of whatever companionship with. But it's not it's not actually filling the void, Casey. That's the thing, right? Well, exactly. It's like, is it a a temporary? you, You know what it almost is equivalent to? And I can't speak of this of experience. I can only speak of this from things that other people have said, which is that like if you're a drug user the high you obtain in the moment makes you feel better Mm -hmm. but it's not making you a better or more healthy or more productive person right the only benefit of the drug use is fixing no pun intended the high that you're craving in that moment everything else is anti-beneficial to your existence as a human being, other than the mo- the thing you feel mm-hmm. in the moment. And the artificial girlfriend is almost like the same dealio. Yeah, whatever pleasure trip you're you looking get that for. quick dopamine hit, you but might, it's not but, sustainable. I mean, this is not even a real person. It's like, like, it's like we keep devolving as a society, right? Like, if you have a, there are people, Casey, who will pay money to women who will get on a webcam and pretend to care about them, right? The cam girls. We have now managed to, just trust me, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. We have now managed to devolve from that to where the new cam girl, at least the cam girl was a real human. Right. She didn't actually care about you. She was faking it. But at least it was a real human interaction. This isn't even real real human human. interaction. Yeah. Hey, speaking of girlfriends, have you heard the rumors now that the uh, it's a it's a PR romance, the promance between Taylor Swift and that football player, (laughs) Travis Kelsey? (laughs) Yes. This is it's not even real. Uh, They're saying that some people are saying that this is all just a PR stunt. Uh, be, oh, because he's super famous and she's super famous, mm-hmm. and look and at all the look at all put them together. Look and see at what happens by simply going to that Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Look at all the mm-hmm. uh, like free earned media that she got, and yep. all she had to do was sit in a box and watch a football game. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what I would say about Taylor Swift, and this is actually let's take a break, and I'm going to tell you <laughs> another thing that really annoys me about Taylor Swift, and this is actually. I believe that Taylor Swift is a big giant con, and it's part of why I get so annoyed about her, because I think 
she does irreparable harm to young women. And can we talk about okay. wh- why this is when when we come back? You got Perfect. it. Perfect. Thank you. Kendall and Casey are on 93 WIBC. It is 1132. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And before we took a break, we were talking about Taylor Swift and her new romance with Travis Kelsey. Uh, some people coming out saying that it's not real. Well, and, and look, you know my opinion on Taylor Swift, and I think, uh, look, she has, to her credit, come up with some sort of hypnosis or mass psychosis, mm-hmm. or I don't know what it is, but she is clearly the most uh, popular music artist right now on the planet, and she has millions of people who would probably commit you know, unspeakable heinous acts on her behalf if requested. But I look at her and I I just, it, it pains my heart that she is the person who is lifted up as some sort of like person that little girls should long to be like. Because if you look at, yes, she has had immense success with her recording career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, without debate, without discussion, everything she does turns to gold. She is in line in terms of popularity with people who've come before her like Elvis Presley and the Beatles and Michael Jackson and Bruce Springsteen and I'm talking about people who were the thing Mm -hmm. for their period of time Madonna etc but she is not someone that young girls should want to emulate because while she may have had some sort of unspeakable professional success she's 33 years old and to still writing and mm-hmm. singing mm-hmm. and talking about the same things that she was talking about essentially when she was 18 or 19 years old. And if you look at the litany of men that she has run through over the years, <laughs> clearly there is some void in her personal existence that is that is keeping her from finding some sort of long-lasting personal happiness. Do you think that this is a situation where she does have so much fame and success uh, and financial, you know, uh, ability to do what she wants that it's hard for other people to not only deal with the limelight, but keep up financially? I mean, she's living a lifestyle that other people aren't used to. Yeah, there's nothing you're going to say or do that's going to actually actually impress Taylor Swift. I mean, thousands and thousands of people fill stadiums sure. across the world Absolutely. to see her. Absolutely. How is somebody supposed to compete with that dopamine hit for her? Well, and that's a great point, Casey. And that is where, and like I say, this is someone who it took me a long time to learn this. Your professional happiness will not ever actually bring you lasting happiness because your professional happiness doesn't go home with you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't share a bed at night with Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Like I, and again, I am saying from my own experience, which is not a fraction of the success that Taylor Swift has enjoyed. But when I was a younger person, this thing right here Mm -hmm. and being great on radio and being here and doing this. It meant everything to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to the detriment, oftentimes, but I was that way with whatever I got involved with. I was that it's why I was so good at politics. Because whatever I decided to do, that was the thing that was my obsession and I would be the best at it and it would occupy twenty four hours a day. It's why I tell people I'll never I I I don't see myself ever going back into politics. 
because I don't have the ability to turn it off. And I have created guardrails for myself as I've grown older and become married and had a child. I've created my own guardrails around this thing that I do now to prevent myself. It's like sobriety from someone who has an alcohol or Mm -hmm. drug addiction, Mm -hmm. right? I've created my own sense of sobriety inside of this job because this job, while it was fulfilling, has not created a fraction of the fulfillment I have had that I go home and that I feel when I go home and see my daughter every single day. Well, sure. Uh, but I wasn't allowing myself to know that because I was so obsessed with this thing. And this thing was the greatness that would define me or politics before that. I, in this journal that I write to my daughter every single day, I've written multiple times about this, about how I wish I had known the happiness I would have with you mm. because it dwarfs any happiness I ever had with the thing that I thought would be the happiness, which prevented me mm-hmm. for years and years and years to getting to you. Mm-hmm. And I think with Taylor Swift, maybe it's the same thing, right? Where yeah. on, on, a, on a scale that I can't even begin to imagine. Right. And how is somebody going to approach her or be with her right. and make an impression on her when she has the world at her fingertips she could get whatever she wants and, right and so how do you how do you connect with someone like and that? ultimately you have to figure it out yourself and i'm saying this from experience you have to figure it out for yourself you have to go through things in your life and have experiences where you just simply say the thing i am doing is not bringing me the thing that i ultimately wanted and ultimately it has to be her there's a reason she rolls through men like they're going out of style and she gets some sort of weird vengeance and has some sort of fetish about never taking the blame and writing and and getting off on writing about people and making money off shaming people that she shared intimacy with and secrets with that's weird to me too like your personal relationship is your personal relationship Mm -hmm. i mean if you are sharing i'm not saying a one-night stand but if you're sharing a relationship with someone you shared thoughts with that person you shared feelings with that person you shared experiences with that person and i think it just makes you a really crappy human being to make make a fortune money yes like i mean whatever relationships in different people are at fault sometimes it was probably you sometimes it was probably them Mm -hmm. but you shared in that moment those sorts of things Mm -hmm. and things that you don't want anybody else to know about or you haven't broadcast to the public and everybody can take their own sense of ownership in relationships for failing but i just think she is a horrific person for little girls to look up to and there are millions of people who if you told them right now you must you know whatever they would do it no questions asked well why is there okay you think it's bad for little girls to look up to her um because she's using her muses to inspire her art. I mean, that's essentially what she's said. 30. She's 33 years old, Casey. She's been writing about the same thing since she was 18. It's always the same thing. It's never her fault. It's always the guy's fault. And she's creating a group of little girls who believe that, that, that their fault in a failed relationship is no bearing of their own. It's always the man. Okay, there so is there's a no lack of accountability. Uh, complete lack of accountability. Okay. Like, I am not. I don't pretend to know the intricate details of every Taylor, Ship, uh, Taylor Swift relationship. Sure. And maybe there's some where it was like, man, she was totally in the right and it was 100% the guy's fault. Yeah. But for 15 years, Casey? <laughs> okay. And, and, and look, just from a professional, and Kev will appreciate this. From a professional standpoint, there is something about an artist evolving 
like, my goodness, Casey, mm-hmm. Born to Run in 1975 <laughs> was about chasing after chicks and working on cars. It would be boring for me if at 70 years old, Bruce You're Springsteen still was that. still writing about right. chasing on chicks and working on cars. Yeah. Like, part of the artist and falling in love with an artist is the evolution of the person, mm-hmm. him or herself, that their lives change and their music changes and the things that were once great are no longer relevant to them, so it would be weird if they wrote about it. The Rolling Stones are that way. Mick Jagger is 82 years old and still singing about banging hot chicks. Mm-hmm. It's weird it's weird and taylor swift is still singing 15 years later about how men are awful and it's all the man's fault she's got her formula and she is sticking to it it is 11 40 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc let's talk about what's going on with uh, u.s senator bob menendez he's set to appear in court today facing charges on taking bribes from three new jersey businessmen uh using his power to influence things with his egyptian partners found with money and gold bars. Some people are calling for him to resign. Uh, He's saying, no, he's going to stick it out. And George Santos... Uh, the the infamous <laughs> liar liar yeah okay I was I was gonna say something else but yeah liar when when that guy is the one who's defending you you're in a bit of a pickle don't so you think isn't it wild so George Santos Republican member of Congress caught in all sorts of lies mm-hmm. he's basically like the John Lied Lovitz. on his resume oh he's the John Lovitz character from Saturday Night Live yeah yeah that's the ticket mm-hmm. yeah uh, yes he's come out into people you don't want defending you right. Are, are defending you? Yes. You know you're in a world of hurt. Okay, so John Fetterman weighed in on this. <laughs> and he he compared him to Tony Soprano from The Soprano Show. Uh, honestly, I, I was actually surprised that I was the first one. I mean, it's so black and white. I mean, it's so clear. The last times there's ever been a man with so much cash in their home in New Jersey was... Uh, Tony Soprano, you know, I, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a close call. And if you were looking for the most incriminating kinds of evidence, it, nobody could even come up with gold bars in a mattress. Um, so, uh, and again, he he's entitled to have his day in in court, but he does not entitled to 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 remain in the the Senate, and he needs to go. Okay, first of all. Fetterman is forming what appear to be complete sentences. I know. I was surprised. I thought he sounded pretty clear. What is going on with that? And two, uh, for Fetterman to judge anybody's competency to Mm -hmm. to be in the U.S. Senate. Hey, maybe someone should hold a mirror up, buddy. Oh, I thought that was really interesting that Fetterman sounded, you know, like he, he actually... I, I believed in Fetterman in that one. Because he was speaking in complete sentences. He wasn't calling people a collapsed bridge. He wasn't shouting out, Eagles! He, <laughs> he wasn't saying, hi, good night, everybody. That's what, See, it's all about, it's the game. It's believing in you. It's the game of reasonable expectations, mm-hmm. Casey, and this is why. And Kevin and I have had this conversation before. If you set the bar very low for whatever interaction you're about to have, be it business or personal. Mm -hmm. If you have set the bar low and then you hop over the bar, Mm -hmm. even if it is set very low, people will be like, wow, that was so impressive. Is Fetterman implying that he's a mobster? Well, I mean, he... By comparing him to Tony Soprano? Basically is, Casey. I mean, mean, okay, 
So you know how hard you have to try as a U.S. senator to be brought up on corruption charges? You guys write the rules so that you can be corrupt as you want to be and not get in trouble. Sure. And the guy had so little self-control that he was like, yeah, that's not really working for me. (laughs) Gold bars in the mattress is not normal. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about what's on the WIBC website with the WIBC side piece, Indianapolis, home to one of the hottest real estate markets in the country. We're ranking in the top five, and we'll talk about it on the way from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Some senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall. Good morning, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and right now at WIBC.com on the side piece, Rob. It is Indianapolis is home to one of the hottest real estate markets in the entire country. Oh, So Indianapolis right now setting real estate on fire, properties flying off the shelves at record speeds. There was actually a study done by Redfin, which is also like a Zillow, right? And they ranked the top markets in the country. Indianapolis came in at third for homes that are selling the quickest. According to Redfin, uh, 58% of homes in Indianapolis are listed for only two weeks. Wow. I know you have not been in the housing shopping market lately, but if you were, you would find it very difficult to find a place quickly in Indianapolis. Yeah, I, uh, well, look, you know, one of my favorite things to do because I now ponder getting the hell out of the community in which I live because, Mm -hmm. well, Casey, you may... (laughs) This may come as a shock to you, but uh, living in a place that is nothing but a bunch of uh, high-density housing units backed up to warehouses, that's not just really overly compelling for a young family. Um, they, uh, I, I do enjoy perusing the internet mm-hmm. now at various locations and seeing where uh, the next possible utopia might be for my, uh, for my family. And I do in- notice how often items will come off the market very quickly. Very quickly. We're talking days. And it's mostly because of the housing shortage. Yeah, well... There's just not enough homes out there for the buyers. Well, and we talk about this in our, you know, our ads we run for for Mark Deedle, Mm -hmm. that while, yes, interest rates are on the rise, it hasn't affected... We've had Mark on the show and he's talking about this. It hasn't affected home prices really at all or much, per se, because there is such a shortage of available housing Mm -hmm. that the two things are kind of offsetting each other. Yeah, and uh, so the the president of the Indiana Association of Realtors 
realtors says that the scarcity is going to continue. Now, if you're selling a house, good for you because yeah. you'll sell it quickly. Right. But you have to think where you're going to go once you sell that home. Well, that's always the problem. And when the, you know, that's always, I, I love the thing from the, because the, uh, the state, remember when the state was doing nothing with property taxes mm-hmm. this past legislative session? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were like, well, you people shouldn't be complaining. Look at all the money you'd make when you sell your home. Where the hell am I supposed to go? Exactly. You got to go someplace unless you have that already figured out. uh, You're in a situation. One of the reasons that Indianapolis homes are also selling so quick is because the median house price is very low comparatively to the nation. $255,000 is the average price for a home in Indianapolis. Well, well, and we've gotten into this in recent stories. I think you actually did a side piece on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, How, like, this is always the selling point for Indiana. Well, it's so cheap to live here because nobody makes anything. Well, (laughs) comparatively, though, uh, the average home across the nation is four hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars. So, yeah, but if my if my wage is also you know fifty percent less than I'm making somewhere else, oh yes, your house is fifty percent cheaper. But they all they offset each other. Like there is this like just utopian existence of buying power by living in the state of Indiana. There's also been a new article that came out that it says if you're approaching retirement, uh, there's a list of cities that you should consider, and they are well states Arizona, Kentucky, and Oklahoma rank high. Mm -hmm. But again, Smart Asset says that Indianapolis is one of the top ranked cities to retire in. Yeah, if you had, I would believe that if you have a large amount of disposable income, which retirees do, and you don't mind uh, it being zero degrees for five months out of the (laughs) year, then you could probably do pretty well in Indiana because, as we said, that is it is markedly cheaper than other st- certain other states to live in however it's offset by the inability to earn similar income in those large states but but if you ha- are a retiree, you don't. The income is not an issue because you already have the money. Well, many people in Indianapolis who bought homes uh, years ago thought maybe it would be a starter home. Yeah. are continuing to stay in that home because it is so much more affordable than other markets. However, Rob, we know what's happening with property taxes. Yes, totally out of control. And so I have a you know question for you, Casey, because mm. here's where I'm torn on. I said, mentioned, you know, start looking at other places to live because, again, uh, I mean, just some real Mensa members that run the community that I live in in, in Brownsburg. And, you know, it's it's just intimidating to live in a place that is run by such high IQ people who make just such brilliant decisions <laughs> with land use and planning and, and zoning. And, well, mm-hmm. you know, the, I'm going to go to that meeting tomorrow night where they're going to raise my taxes again. So, I mean, people are saying, Rob, why would you possibly look anywhere else? Here's what I'm torn on. I'm yeah. torn on two things. One, the house I own right now is a super cheap interest rate. I will not for the foreseeable future be able to get anything close to what I well, have no, now. Well, no, not as 8% currently. And... and if I left, think of how happy mm-hmm. it would make those people at the town hall <laughs> and, at the, and at, the, at the school corporation. <laughs> and so I couldn't possibly stand going through through and about my day knowing that I had made those people that happy by leaving. So I guess I'm probably more inclined to stay. Yeah. I've just worked it out on the air. Oh, there you go. That's what we're here for. <laughs> 76% of retirees in Indianapolis are homeowners. Now, I'm sure you can do this if you think about it just for a moment. The top two cities in the country that are the worst for homeowners and retirees. 
Uh, I would say New York. Bing. California. Go. Oh, gosh darn it. I'm <laughs> I'm so, 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 so good. Uh, Casey, so you can read all about this at WIBC.com, yep, right? Yep, WIBC.com. Select the side piece, and it's right there. And I know, and I want to go out with this. I know we touched on this earlier in the show. In fact, very early in the show. But I wanted to thank you again for the fabulous introduction you did last night mm. at the Defenders of Liberty. You were uh, just amazing. You and, were amazing. Uh, How you get up in front of that group of people. And with no note cards, you like are no Joe Biden. Uh, that's how much I hate the government. You know what? It's just all right there at the tip of your tongue, isn't it? That's how much I hate the Indiana Republican Party. You just Party. know exactly just, where to just, go and what just, to say. It just flows from me. Before I get up there, Casey goes, hey, do you have any idea what you're going to talk about? And I said, no. No, no idea. And you didn't believe me. I Well, I knew that you would, you'd be able to do it. And boy, did you ever. It's always amazing to watch you speak. And uh, I'm grateful that those people came out and hung out with yeah, us. Yeah, that was awesome. Full house. Mm-hmm. You can verify. Some yeah. people don't don't think that I was making nope. it up. Nope. And uh, I know we and touched on this earlier. You. Well, look, nobody listens, right? But we're able to, <laughs> I mean, they're turning people away at the door that are trying to get in. So It was uh, great to hang out with everybody and meet some new people uh, last night. Yes, it was. And people love you, Casey. Mm, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Aren't we awesome? <laughs> we're, we're just the best. If only our employer <laughs> thought the same. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. And we're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 9 93 WIBC.